What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited that you're here with me today for another awesome episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Oh, I'm, I have a lot, as I do every week, a lot to share with you. But you know, I was listening to the introduction and it was saying the words came across just by being you. And I thought, wow, this so ties into today, just by being you. I wonder what that would mean for you as we go through this conversation about labels today, just by being you. So if you were to choose to just be you or to go through your day just by being you, would you support labels? Would you contradict a bunch of labels? Or could you maybe create some new ones? Oof. All right, let's see where this conversation takes us today. As you know, I follow the energy of those of you who are here watching and tuning in live, and I so appreciate you showing up every week. It means it means a lot in many different ways. Um, your energy comes in, your spirit guides come in and join in with mine, and that helps with sort of the inspiration and some of the information I will share with you. There's this aspect of just knowing you're there and that I'm reaching out to people and in a way that, well, my goal is, my desire is that I'm being supportive, offering you information, maybe some new knowledge. And what I hope most is a new way of looking at things, a new perspective on all of those regular, common habits of thinking that we all have. And I do enjoy challenging them. And those of you who come along all the time every week, you know that about me. And yet you still come. So thank you very much. I'm thrilled that you're here. All right. So today it is on labels, right? What is behind the labels? And we can't get away from labels. There's labels everywhere, everything. I mean, here, I've labeled this a microphone. I could have called it voice amplifier. Helps you hear me, right? But no, we're calling it a microphone. So we're going to look at these from a lot of different perspectives. But I want you to think about in this moment, like all the different labels you might have for yourself, right? Are you smart? Do you consider yourself handsome? Are you tall, goofy, arrogant, talkative? I get that one. Energetic, right? Sometimes I'm told I'm a little too energetic. Cool, right? We could also have labels that have come from our past when we were young that we're still carrying with us now. Talkative is definitely one of those ones that a lot of people carry throughout their life. As little kids, this whole idea of like, oh, why and what and how that can be too much for some parents, right? 
So we get this label of being too talkative. You talk too much. And what labels do you have for others? Are you labeling other people as being talkative or maybe shy? Maybe mm, untrustworthy. Maybe dangerous. Or maybe welcoming, right? We have all of these different words. In fact, Wow, almost, I won't say almost every, not quite that high, but a large majority of every word we use can actually be seen as a label. Whoa, so there's a lot behind all of these labels. There's so much behind this whole idea of who am I? And we really look at this a ton, like so much right now, in um, for people who are setting up their own business, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're working in a corporation and you're looking for a promotion, you're looking for advancement. Well, that that new title from that promotion, that's a form of a label. This morning, I was working with Christine McIver. She's the CEO here of um, Inspired Choices Network, which I think all of you probably know by now. You should anyways. Christine's also my business coach. And we were working on an aspect of my, yep, CEO superstar I've gotten here from my producer. Absolutely. So we were working on setting up some new programs for me. And Christine says, so what are we calling you? And I was like, ah, and I just kind of drew a blank. I've had so many different ways of referencing myself over the years. They keep changing. And I've often said, that's okay. That's good because I keep changing. So how I look at myself, also changes. But the reality is something new was going into writing. What words did I want to use? So Christine asked me some really good questions. I checked in with myself, with my guides, even with my future self. And we, we came up with energy transformational healer. Now, even when I say that, I feel that in my body in a way that's good because that's what what my body and my soul and I chose together. Energy transformational healer. So I have a new label. You could also just say I have a new title or I have a new way of referencing myself for people. One of the reasons a label is super helpful is it gives some form of information to another person that can assist them in whether they wish to seek you out, get to know you, uh, engage in a conversation, whatever it might be, right? So these labels are, are of use, no question about it. What gets in our way is when we become very attached to a label. So as I said, I've had all different ways of referencing myself over the years. I was a facilitator of change at one point. I mean, I've, there's been all kinds of different things. None of them did I actually become very attached to and have difficulties with letting it go and picking something else, which is a really good thing. You know, I think to um, my father-in-law, an amazing, wonderful man, 
and a, a doctor, a general practitioner for a long time. And it was really difficult for him when he retired because that that label of being a, a doctor was his identity. And when he retired and he was no longer a doctor, there was so much grief there for him. He really struggled with it. And I've seen this with many, many people. And he as a person didn't change. This kind, sorry, caring and knowledgeable person was just not an active practicing doctor. But everything else about this person was still there and intact. He was unable to see that. And it caused a lot of hardship. You know, I, um, before the show, I went for a walk. It's a beautiful day where I am right now. And I knew if I didn't get out, I may not get out later. One of my labels I've given myself is I'm a walker. And that was encouraged for me to look at from some of my friends who are in the fitness industry. You know, tell yourself you're a walker, you're a runner, you're a weightlifter, and that will help you get to that task, help you to do that activity for your health. You know, hopefully something you enjoy, <laughs> right? So I'm out walking. I'm thinking a little bit about being here with you. And I'm walking at the pace that I feel I should be walking at. Keyword, should, right? And then I started thinking about other ways that you could go for a walk. So I identify, have my label as a walker, as someone who walks for exercise, walks at a certain pace. I'm walking to build my bone density. That's what really started me, you know. And then I started remembering that when I go for a walk, Maybe you call it a stroll or I walk with another person, whether it be my husband or recently my sister-in-law. And it was lovely, a lovely walk, a new area. And we chatted the whole way along. It was great, but it didn't fit my definition or my label of what a walker does or that this wasn't my walk. I still felt I needed to still go walking in my version of walking. So this label of I'm a walker has actually interfered with my enjoyment of going for just a comfortable walk with somebody else and just being there with them. Now, I did enjoy my, myself, but it was after the fact. I'm thinking, well, but I still didn't really get for a walk. I may have got my steps in because it was counted on my phone because I made sure it was in my pocket. So this is another attachment slash addiction to the label of being a walker that I needed those X number of steps every day. Now, I don't do them all every day. And I look at that as healing, to be perfectly honest. But my label, yes, gets me out and I go and walk to help my bones. That's a good thing. But yes... It interferes in other aspects of walking and being with my friends. You may never have thought about some of the ways you refer to yourself like this. And I've said on numerous shows, and some of you will know this, every coin right, has two sides. 
And to think that there's only one side really is, <laughs> I'm hearing the word quite shallow, right? You are deceiving yourself. You're not actually letting yourself fully understand what that word is representing to you. Right? Because every label, every word has an energy that is attached to it. And how we choose to work with that energy will dictate how it shows up in our life. How my father-in-law chose to attach and work with that word doctor and how I am choosing to work with the word walker has had great implications for both of us. I've only recently started to allow myself to look at the two sides of this word. I was very comfortable just keeping it going as an incentive and a motivation so I get out and walk for my health. I did not allow myself to start looking at more of the obsession and addiction that was coming through with it. Hmm. I'm hearing that some of us have slightly more addictive personalities than others. Of course, that's another label, but they're that is definitely an aspect of me from with my mental health history, um, the obsessive compulsive disorder that doesn't rule my life like it used to. But I can definitely see how that way of being, the energy of that in me, has led me to how I look at being a walker. Just a few things for you to think about. We have so much around the energy of every word. We have so much that we can be looking at and working with that can be of tremendous assistance or it can be a real hindrance. Okay. This, um, before we go to our, our first break, two days ago here, we are uh, November 15, 2023 today. So on the 13th, we had a new moon. And the energy of this new moon is was all about actually looking at our identity. What are we willing to let go of? What do we desire? Who do we want to bring into this, this person, this being, this way of living? All labels. Which ones do you want to let go of? And which new ones do you want to create? So nothing in the universe and nothing in our body is comfortable with a void. With energy, they're, they're, it always wants to fill in. So when we let something go, what is going to flow in? Something will flow in. I guarantee you, something will flow in. I would encourage you to be aware of what's coming in and be the person who chooses what comes in as you let something go. All right, we're going to go for our first break. Maybe think about some of those labels that you have given yourself or perhaps labels that were given to you as you've gone through your life. And we keep getting new ones, so you don't even have to think back too far, but likely Ones from your childhood will be very present with you still. 
if you haven't done some inner child work or some work in letting go or changing some of these belief patterns. So give this a thought. We will be back just in a couple of minutes. And when we get back, we'll talk about a little bit more behind how to work with these labels and sometimes that inner conflict that really is very, very strong and present. I've already alluded to a little bit. So join me as we further expand on this whole idea. We'll be back just in a couple of minutes. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. All right. Welcome back, everybody. You know, it really is so easy to get in touch with me if you would like to. I mean, you just heard my email address, karen at karenlesley.ca. And Leslie is L-E-S-L-I-E. You can find me too on all the various social media platforms. You know, there's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I don't do a lot with it. But you can find all my shows there. Um, you know, have a look around Pinterest, whatever there, you can find Karen Leslie and you can find cultivating kindness with Karen everywhere as well. Inspired Choices Network does an amazing job at bringing all of the shows for all of the hosts here to so many platforms, whether you want to watch it live or watch it on replay, watch on TV, listen on audio, while maybe while you go for your walk, you know, whatever works for you, you can find Karen Leslie for sure. So now let's get back to these labels, right? Where do we want to go? Mm, all right. I mentioned before we went to our break about sort of this conflict that we can have with labels. One of the driving forces behind that is really this internal belief that we hold on to inside us. Like my father-in-law, this belief that, you know, and it was a fact as well, 
he was a doctor. I'm a doctor. When we identify so strongly with something, then we can not leave room for other sides of us to come through. Other aspects to maybe be developed and created to expand who you are, to expand maybe your personality. Like, what if you find that, wow, you really love telling stories or you love jokes, but, you know, I, I'm I'm hearing I'm a lawyer. I need to be, you know, poker-faced. I need to be just in the moment defending or prosecuting or following the written word to the letter because that's the law. Whenever we identify so strongly with any label, we cut off different aspects of the world that is around us. Like I was saying, I had cut off seeking out the enjoyment of going for walks with other people because it wasn't my exercise walk. What did I prevent myself from enjoying? How many opportunities could I have had to have shared that social time with another? You know, I can think of some where I've said, oh, I'm busy or I'm whatever, or I've gone for my walk today. Cutting parts of ourselves off based on this label, this word that we've bought into so strongly. Now, this belief and this strength of attachment to these different words, that's grown with us throughout our life. Right? It starts when we're very, very little. And we hear it over and over again. Part of the reason we hear it over and over again is we start to identify with it. So we start to enact in the way the word implies, or maybe I should say more clearly, the way we have interpreted the word as how it applies to us, right? Same word can have different meanings. When we identify so closely and we it starts to become evident to others because we demonstrate that word or that label, we reinforce it more and more. We create more boundaries. We create less opportunity for us to look at being in a different way. We have less opportunity to even choose to look at something, let alone try it out. This internal way of functioning is primarily unconscious, is primarily based on programming and beliefs that we've bought into as we've gotten a little bit older, right? When we're young, we don't necessarily buy into it the same way. We don't necessarily believe the labels or the words the same way. The Our desire to work with them, you know, has a different set of parameters when you're little. Safety, being taken care of, you know, staying in your family, things like that. But as you get older, it changes unless you're unwilling to look at it, then you can still hold on to like fear of abandonment and, and hold on to those beliefs from when you were little. But mostly now as adults, 
these labels that we hold on to are a result of a conflict within ourselves. Because we are unwilling to look at that label and change something to change the word, that label for ourselves. Okay, I'm being nudged here to also go to when you use a label for another person, whatever word you choose, like we we're talking about the kids, oh, you are so talkative. Like, what's with this? Like, just stop with all the questions. Well, no, don't stop. But anyways, when we use a label for another person, like, oh, that person is just such an idiot. Or, wow, that, I, I couldn't do what they're doing. Like, what are they thinking? Are they insane? However we look at this, it's based on an internal conflict within you, within me. That label is a representation of the conflict going on inside you. Yeah, we label others based on internal conflict. I think that's probably quite new information for most of you, but it's very accurate because it's based on our beliefs, that are most likely not working well for us anymore, but we're not looking at it and working with it. It's based on old programming that is creating the way of thinking when you look at or um, listen to another person. Mm. Yeah, keep that in mind. The next time a word comes to mind about another individual, would you be willing to look at where that came from within you? And what could that be representing about you? Now, when I was really in the throes of anorexia, I had a tremendous amount of judgment, created a ton of labels about um, people's weight. They could be extraordinarily thin, and I would be envious, jealous. I would be so drawn to looking at that person and then then being really hard and harsh on myself because I gave this positive label to another person that didn't fit me. That was a result of my internal conflict. The other way, I could look at somebody that was overweight and think, don't they care about their health? What are they doing? I'd be very judgmental and critical, again, based on my internal conflict, because I saw myself as overweight, not taking care of my health. Like, what was I doing? No matter what kind of label you use, you may think the word is positive. And so it's a good word to use. But is it? That woman that was so small, that may not have been by her choice. What if she wasn't well? I would never, ever allow myself to think that way. She's got to be in perfect health if she looks like that. But what if I was to say to her, whoa, 
you know, you're so slender, you look awesome. To her, that could actually be a very unkind thing for me to say based on what she's dealing with in her own life. Maybe illness. Maybe she didn't have enough money to buy the food she requires to keep her body where it would like to be. Who knows? But my internal judgments and conflicts wouldn't allow me to think that way. It's really important to understand the words we choose to use. Even the ones that we think are so supportive. This is a good word. Who wouldn't want to be called that? We just don't know. Now, the reality is, though, we are never going to get away from using words. We can't. Well, I guess we could. <laughs> we could all become telepathic. That would be cool. Um, we could all use sign language, which would still be words. Telepath Telepathy also has words in it as well. Hmm. We could go back to just having energy as our first language. I wonder what the world would be like then. The reality is we have words that we need to be using. We wish to communicate. We, we wish to create thoughts, format, format ideas in our, in our mind, be creative. And that all requires words. So they won't go away. Labels will never go away. What I am challenging you is be aware that virtually every word is a label. And is it one that you would like to have for yourself? Is it a kindness to use it for another individual? Or again, is there that personal agenda there? Or are you looking for hmm, balance, to be neutral, and to not attach strong energies to the words, which will help those of us, myself, as I was saying before, to get addicted to or obsessed with that word. It's really the energy of that word that we become obsessed with more so than the letters that are strung together to create the word. I want you to think about that. We're going to go for our next break. When we come back, we're going to take this another step further and understand more about why and what we are choosing and what opportunities we have in front of us when we look at a label from a new perspective. All right. Don't go away. We'll be just a couple of minutes, everyone, and we'll carry on on this wonderful conversation on what's behind the labels here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network. All right, we'll be right back. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How 
wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're still here with me today. All right. This conversation is, I'm finding, really interesting. <laughs> Those of you who, you know, listen to me quite often, maybe all the time, I don't know, will know that I really just allow my intuition to guide the show. I do use... Um, Oracle cards when I'm putting the show topic together, you know, which is usually a few weeks before we actually go live on the air. And often I will let you know a little bit about those cards. And then one other thing I want to say is I scratch my nose a bit is that my nose will get really itchy when there's new information coming in or there's some guides here that are saying, hey, you know, listen to me, share what I have to say. So I'll get to those and in a moment. What I would like to do right now, though, is share with you a little bit about the two cards that I did did pull a couple of weeks ago for what is behind the labels. And I think it fits in well with where we were kind of guided to chat, you know, before this our second break. One of the cards was called the Miracle of Forgiveness, and it was talking about set yourself free from the past. It doesn't exist. It is the present moment that is real. So when you think about that, it's in the present moment that things are real. And we've you've heard me say in the past, you know, in past shows that hanging on to thoughts from the past, hanging on to different situations or things that have been said to you from the past almost always is not a benefit to you right now. Like you cannot be fully present in this moment when your thoughts are going into the past. The brain just doesn't work well like that, right? Same with going into the future, you know, which is usually, you know, worry or anxiety, doubt. That is stuff that hasn't happened yet. You're looking into the future and you aren't being present. So to be present will also let you understand the label that you are currently being. Now, wouldn't that be a cool task to allow yourself to go through even an hour, like I was going to say a day, but even if you took one hour, set a timer on your phone or on your watch to go off every eight to 10 minutes. So you get a number of episodes where you are going to pause in that one hour and just be present and ask, what label am I using in this moment? Because you are being a label in that moment. 
yet we don't think about it, right? I'll think about being the walker when I'm out on my walk, but who am I being? Who am I being right now? What label am I being right now? Okay, what I just got is I'm being a storyteller. That's very accurate. I am sharing stories with you. Knowing the label you are being in the moment will allow you to see how many labels you're using in an hour or longer. And then you can say, ah, do I like this label? Do I want to continue to be this one? Hmm, does it need tweaking? How would I like to change this? Or no, sorry, I'm done with that one. Now what do I need to do to get rid of it? How do I get rid of it? Often, to be truthful, very honest here, it's not a matter of just saying, okay, I'm just going to stop doing that because that's not how the brain works. Everything that's been working for you for years and years, the brain's going to hold on to it, right? All those thoughts, right? Remember, it's just a library of thoughts that are all lined up there for you, all different files. The ones you use the most often are at the front. They're your, your best sellers sitting at the front. So to just take it off the shelf and throw it away, your mind and your brain are going to go, ah, nope, tilt, nope, wait. So you may need to work with somebody. You may need some assistance. You may like to work with me. This is an area that I do a lot of work in with helping people change how they're looking at something, understanding the energy that is keeping it in place. And then through both use of words, use of mindset and energy work together with my assistance and you being open to receiving, it shifts. And then it shifts a little more and then a little more and then it's gone. And while it's on its way out, you're supported to bring in the new, hey, right? because we don't want a vacuum. That's not going to happen. We don't want that empty space for just anything to pop in. Looking at who you are in the moment, as this card is saying, is really helpful. Right? So yeah, what labels are you in every eight to 10 minutes? Hmm. The other card was called Leap of Faith. And this was saying, so many changes are going on in your life right now. And you have the opportunity to move on to the next one. Hmm. Next label? Yeah, the reality is, is you're going to use words to describe what you're going to move on to. So yeah, it's going to be a label. But you are in the position of being empowered to choose the words you wish to use. Choose the energy around the words. Right? Remember, as I was saying earlier, I've been saying it all through the show, probably, Walker, right? There was two different energies that I had attached to that word that gave me different results in how I saw myself and how I was living. You have the ability to change the energy behind the words. You have the ability to create the label you would like to use for you and also any other person you are thinking about, looking at, speaking with, in relationship with. 
as always, right? We are here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. That energy of kindness, I would always wish to be present. I have not always had it present with myself, and I'm very open in sharing that with you when I become aware of it so that I can change it too, and so that I can lead by um, example, I guess, or show you what I'm doing and how the changes are coming through for me through my storytelling, through how I live my life and my examples as maybe a way to encourage you to look at things and take that step forward to change them for yourself. Would you like a different label? Do you have some you would like to get rid of? With there being so much going on in your life right now, and then the energies we were just part of all of last week leading up to that new moon, they were all there to encourage you to look at yourself. What felt great? What didn't feel so great? And now it's up to you as to what you would like to do with it. There is so much available to us. There really is when we understand how these words impact us. You know, to get labeled winner, if you won the lottery and you were a lottery winner, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not sure I know anybody that would go, uh, no, I don't want that label. But then when you become that lottery winner, what happens? What might change? To say nothing will change, I think, is, to be honest, quite naive. Because the energy of that will have some form of impact on you. And it's going to be up to you, right, to look at it, to recognize it, and to figure out how to work with it. Some of our labels have come from trauma in the past. So getting some trauma work done can be extraordinarily helpful and a really great kindness to you. Belief clearing work, you know, understanding that where that belief came from, who gave it to you, and understanding why you've chosen to carry it with you is also really, really helpful. Where's your confidence in all of this? That word just popped in, confidence. So perhaps I have challenged some of you with whether or not you are feeling confident enough to look at this or confident enough to let a label go. You know, we'll hold on to labels for many reasons. And one of them is that they actually have like a secondary benefit to it that we often don't really want to acknowledge. You know, to um, stay with the label shy. That's such an easy way then to get out of doing things. Oh, we won't ask Karen because we know she's quite shy. Or you can answer when somebody asks something of you. Oh. That would be really uncomfortable. You know, I'm really shy. I really struggle with this. So you don't have to do something. 
And I'm not saying that what you're telling people that those words are untrue, but perhaps you've bought into something that may have fit at one point, could even have been just one day or one hour in your past that no longer fits, but it's in that front of the list at the, you know, those first files in that library in your mind. So you keep thinking it and you keep using it. This is one of the reasons building confidence for those who feel that they could use some help with that can be difficult. The idea of fake it till you make it can sometimes create long-term stress and difficulties and troubles for the cells of your body because you are have an internal conflict that is not getting any support because of this label you are pretending to be, which you have been encouraged to be, that really is unkind to your body until you do some of the healing work. And of course, conflict resolution work is always, always a wonderful way to be looking at how to get rid of labels or how to create one that works for you. Because if you're resisting it, then there's a conflict behind there. So you work with that, you get that out. And then all of a sudden, wow, she think I could do that or call myself that or try that. If you've been here with me since the very beginning, I talked about how my business coach said, okay, we need to put something down as to who you are. And I was like, oh no. So it is work that I've done with myself some, some I've done on my own and others I've hired other people to work with me that enables me to now say and use energy transformational healer. You know, we threw around energy transform, energy transformation coach for a little bit and it just didn't quite work with me. So I kept working with it and I ended up with three words that to be honest are a little uncomfortable. But the being in me, the cells in my body, they light up when they hear it. So I know I'm onto something. Now it's up to me to do the work so that I can work with these three words in a way that is of kindness to me and kindness to others. Interesting way of looking at it, right? All right, we're gonna go for our third and final break. So when we come back, we're going to figure out how to wrap all of this up about labels. We've gone in a few different directions here. So please come back after this short break. Have a quick listen to the commercials that we have here for you. And again, thank you. Sincerely, thank you for being here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. It is so much joy that resonates within me when I come and be with you every week. And I'm very grateful honored and humbled that you show up week after week as well. So together, we'll round out the show just in a couple of minutes. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. 
each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, question for you. What do you think about labels? Have I challenged you a little bit? Have I brought the word labels into a new perspective, into a new light, into a new way of thinking about them? I really, truly hope I have. I really do. This whole idea of, of labels, you know, is a double-edged sword. Again, it's that coin with two sides. But if we're unable or unwilling to recognize that there is two ways of looking at a label, always two ways of looking at it, then we're creating limitations for ourselves. We're creating, yeah, I mean, I don't really necessarily like the word barriers, but that's what I'm hearing because that's a word that many of you can relate to. We are cutting off aspects of ourselves that are so desiring to be brought forward. And truly, the aspects of ourselves that we've been that have been hanging around for a long time, they do desire to leave. That may sound odd, but they do. They desire to be let go of. Energetically, your body knows that, okay, this is done. This is no longer a contribution to me. The energetic addiction to them needs to be shifted. You need the assistance to let this go, to make that space, to change the vibration within you and to give you the empowerment and the confidence and the knowledge that you can create a new label for yourself. As I've been saying, be aware of the two sides understand where this is coming from understand what this is contributing to you and when you do then when you use those words they will be of kindness to you they will be uplifting to you they will be encouraging you to move forward again and at some point you may let go of the way of looking at yourself that you just created and bravo that's okay that's great Truly, we don't want labels to stay with us forever. Change and evolution and things is a great thing to be. Now, having said we don't want them to stay with us forever, there's exceptions to everything, right? I'm female. I will likely choose to stay female for my life. I did use the word likely. If it changes, it changes. Not a problem. Might take some figuring out, but it's not a problem. It's that being open to knowing that the words we're choosing are correct in the moment 
until they're not. Those words you're using for others, are they of kindness? Or are they really representing that internal conflict that's going on inside you that you have not looked at or addressed? Our words so often have our own personal agenda attached to them. And until we recognize what that agenda is, what it is we are trying to create, what manipulation we are actually looking for, well, likely we're not going to get what we are desiring, but we will not be able to understand what is going on internally within us. Hiding behind manipulating what's going on around us is just a way of putting a cloak over something you don't want to look at. As I said, right? There's secondary gains to everything. Third, maybe. Who knows how deep it goes? And it's up to you to have that courage, brilliance, fortitude, desire, whatever word you want, that will enable you to look and then reach out to work with somebody to assist you with this. You could have fun with your labels. Most times we don't. And what if you could? What if you do that challenge that I mentioned in the previous segment? Found a label on those eight or 10 minute markers and then thought, ah, no, let's use this instead. See what it does. How does that impact your day or what you're doing, what you're working on, what you're playing with in that moment? If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go back to the beginning and have a listen. So before we go, because we are really close to the end here, next week, we are going to be talking about, does your reflection ever surprise you? Hmm. There are many times when they can be a surprise to each of us. And we're going to explore that in a lot more depth next week. So we attach a lot of labels to our reflections. So hopefully when you join me next week, you'll have a different way of maybe looking at things. Maybe I won't shock you too much. <laughs> I think I just gave myself a challenge. <laughs> in the meantime, take good care of you. Be present with you and... Be that space of kindness for where you're at and knowing who you are. Thanks, everyone. So Thank much. you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.